This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We are living in a time where our future is uncertain, which means youth voice is as important as ever. Kia ora, join me, Leo, on Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone, 105.4 FM, 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. I'm on the air every second Tuesday at 4pm. Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi. Ko Leo toko ingoa. Uh, right, um, so we're back. I'm back again this week. It's just me in the studio today. So, um, so on the show today, I'm going to be talking about the inequalities to do with the COVID-19 vaccine. And just a disclaimer, I'm not actually talking about the administration of the vaccine into people's bodies in New Zealand and that system. I'm talking about the system at large to do with the manufacturing and how different countries buy the vaccines and how they're distributed across the world and the corruptness with that system. How they're administered in New Zealand is a completely different situation that I'm not going into. Right. Uh, So the reason why we're talking about this is because, honestly, I know that we're all probably a bit sick of talking about COVID because it's just filled up our lives for so long and but this is actually a particular issue that I think is important to talk about because no one is like you don't really hear about it like it it feels as though that it's kind of uh brushed under the rug and no one's talking about it even though our life is kind of oversaturated with all things COVID and it's all just yeah but it's actually kind of a big worldwide problem that is causing a lot of harm in the world. And yeah, so I prepared a really, this is a very organized show and I've got a lot to talk about, but first we're going to, I'm going to go to a song break and yeah. So I'm going to play Alicia Keys and Jay-Z's Empire State of Mind. Make you feel brand new Make lights will inspire you 
has something we wish we could tell our younger self. What would you say to yours? On Dear Younger Me, we'll be having conversations with people from a array of communities and contexts about what they wish they could say to their younger self. Tune in to Dear Younger Me on Youth Zone every second Tuesday at 4pm on ORFM Dunedin, 105.4 FM and 1575am. You can find podcasts of this show from oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app yznz.app
Global Youth NZ on ORFM's Youth Zone. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'm Lily. And I'm Jayushka. Join us every Thursday afternoon as we explore the variety of cultures that call Dunedin home. Through interviews, conversation and music, we'll expand your knowledge of the world and expose you to new ideas from a youth perspective. That's Global Youth NZ, 4pm Thursdays on ORFM Dunedin. Podcasts available from the Youth Zone app, yznz.app. I do my head toss, check my nails, baby how you feeling? Head toss, check my nails, baby how you feeling? and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about, as I said before, we'll be talking about the COVID vaccine inequality and what is going on. So, um, the sort of inequality that we're seeing with the COVID vaccine is essentially more developed nations are buying up all these vaccines and the vaccine companies aren't producing them at a high enough rate to sell them to all these different countries um, that haven't ordered them previously. Now, the reason why the developed countries are getting them sooner than um, than poorer countries is because in the testing stages, before, before they made the vaccines, essentially, they were putting money into the research of them. And these are what are called bilateral deals and 
technical language where each country's government um, creates a deal and they put in um, money for the research and creation and manufacturing of um, the vaccines. And it means that um, they make a deal up and they agree how much they want, and which is what you've been seeing when you hear Jacinda talk about how they've bought 8.5 million doses from the other the other day from Pfizer. That's the in in that in in exchange for a certain sum number that they gave them ages ago, which is what all the countries are doing, and it's not unique how they're getting them directly. They're not getting them from distribution companies. They're getting them directly from the manufacturing companies and. The problem with um, the reason why re- more developed countries have been able to get a hold of these vaccines sooner is because w- putting money into research and development of a va- something like a vaccine isn't the most secure place to invest your money. Where because if the trial goes wrong and it doesn't work, oh well, all that money's gone. It's been burnt up. So it it. When you're a poorer country, it doesn't make sense to essentially it doesn't make sense to invest um, millions of dollars into um, vaccines that may not necessarily work. But in this case, countries that are more developed, like New Zealand, like the UK, like the US, most of Europe, where they've been able to buy up. At the manufacture, at the trial stages, where they've been able to create some bilateral deals, and they've been able to jump the queue essentially in terms of they've been able to line up and um, get the vaccines pretty much right at uh, manufacturing, and they completely skip the distribution. Now. There was an organisation called COVAX um, to counter this to make it more fair with the distribution. And COVAX is a company put together by WHO, the World Health Organisation, a company called CEPL and a company called Gavi. They came together to create a company that works essentially as a middle person um, to represent middle to low income countries Um and create a system where they pay them money directly and they put the money across several different um, vaccine companies in the manufacturing. So if one of those vaccines doesn't work out and they don't work, the money is spread a bit evenly and you've got the idea of all those countries working together through COVAX and being able to distribute the money and if it does go wrong... You've got others. You've got other companies that would back it up, and it would be it would almost be fine because you've got all these countries. Now, the problem is with Covax. They found they they came together a month into the pandemic. Already, when um, developed countries had already skipped the queue and had already put in money directly to these companies and had deals with them. Now. It's become, and realistically, COVAX has not turned out how they planned to be, which in an ideal world, how they're set out to be, to be a representative 
for minor for smaller countries that aren't as economically prosperous as in this heavy um, industry is actually kind of a nice idea, but it is kind of being corrupted into this place where it's not actually doing its job. Um, where what has happened is essentially COVAX was completely underfunded to cater for, what was it? Uh, it was like 96 different middle to low income countries that they were representing because whatever money that they were getting given from these poorer countries wasn't enough to do the plan that they'd set out. And it's created a problem where they've had to turn to the richer countries for money. So COVAX has been in negotiations with New Zealand and New Zealand's put in $10 million into COVAX and pretty much it's put New Zealand, and it's not just New Zealand doing this, I think the UK, US put in $100 million into this, but what has happened when they've put $100 million or $10 million or whatever they're putting in, they've pretty much signed themselves with these us richer countries have signed us up for COVAX and essentially we're kind of in the because COVAX was set out in a place where it was defending all countries specifically for middle to low income countries because they're getting support from these richer countries that have already bought plenty of vaccines essentially they're serving these countries too because they've made their own deals with them so they're not underfunded and they can support the lower income countries. And you've created a problem where COVAX is still allowing them to have the vaccines that they've bought fair and deal through um, companies like Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and & Johnson and AstraZeneca where they've been able to keep these vaccines that actually most of the countries have bought more more vaccines that are needed for their population. And what has happened is also places like the UK and the US have pledged that they donate all of the spare vaccines to COVAX once they're done with them. Now, the problem with that is is they've never set a time frame on when they're going to do this. And it's essential. And also the vaccines can expire. So they kind of so like if they leave it too long they're going to have to chuck the vaccines because once they expire they can't administer them into the body so it would be pointless if they donated them to COVAX and so and it's created this problem where COVAX is kind of at the rich country's mercy because they're pretty much being funded by them and trying to support low to income tax countries try and administer um, vaccines to them in a time where they can't actually do that effectively and it's created a it's created a corrupt system that isn't working particularly well and you're seeing um places like India that are meeting they're coming across um horrific second wave of um covid-19 and I'll get into some more details on that but places like India and like Brazil where they're under they're already under under prepared to combat the pandemic and they're not getting the support that they need and us more developed countries we can kind of go into lockdown we can 
more, more so than the less developed countries where they rely on their economic growth because they don't have as much money to fall back on. Like here in New Zealand, we had the COVID relief package to um, at ease some of us who had lost our jobs during COVID. And whereas poorer countries, unlike New Zealand, don't wouldn't be able to create they wouldn't be able to put money directly into the pockets of their citizens because, yeah. Uh, and the problem is, um, COVAX has set out to um, deliver 2 billion vaccines, doses, uh, to 92 of the low-income countries by the end of 2021. And... They have not even bought half of that and they have not even administered a fifth of it. And so it's already, we're, we're, almost, we're, we're almost midway through the year and they've pledged to do this and they're at the mercy of the richer countries who have the vaccines and, more, and we, we all have more than we need. And they're putting in money to this because it's underfunded to try and combat to these, it's at the mercy of these richer countries, which is created, and they're not able to administer as much as they set out, but they're all pretending like it's fine and nothing's going wrong. So it's creating this sphere, of, it's created a, a loop of nothing actually happening, and it's just making plans, making plans, trying to get the money, nothing's really working out and then going off um ideas that could work and the 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 sad thing about it is it is needed covax is needed and it's it's not a perfect system it started off as an all right one but it came too late and it already came in too late after the bilateral deals were in place which were perfectly legal in most cases um and they still are perfectly legal because you can legally rock up to a um, company and buy directly off them. You cut out the middle person, and it create it, it speeds up the process. But it isn't a particularly fair one, and you're not getting an even distribution across the world. And it's not like it's actually slowing down the 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 um, pandemic at all. It's slowing it down in um, developed countries, but it's actually speeding it up and making it worse in um, lower income countries because. They haven't got that support in order to support um, its people like we did with our COVID relief package, and they don't—they're not getting the vaccines to slow it down, and they can't effectively social distance in the same way that we could, and even even developed countries that could didn't. So, like, there's all these different spheres, and. With the whole, literally, 96% of Pfizer's vaccines that they were yet to produce by the end of the year was already bought up in the... 96% were bought up in bilateral deals. So all the ones that they plan to... Only 4% of Pfizer's vaccines that they're going to make this year are going into COVAX, which also shows that they're not just underfunded, they're underutilized. They're not actually getting enough vaccines going into it. So they they need to get the vaccines off the richer countries because they're not going to get it anywhere else. And Moderna's vaccines, 100% were sold in bilateral deals and they're closed off to COVAX, which is 
creating a issue where they just can't combat the pandemic in the way that they want to and support lower-income countries, which is creating a problem where it really just isn't fair. Uh, And it is important to have a system like this, but it's just not going anywhere. Right, so like I mentioned about India before, India is not going through a good time right now. Like, they're they're going through a horrific second wave of COVID, and what has happened is New Delhi, their capital, and many other cities like Mumbai have run out of medical oxygen to support these patients. And what is happening is you're getting... 300,000 new cases, reported new cases a day, uh, and it is cases in India have hit 20 million overall, and they've hit 180,000 deaths, and at the moment, in the last two weeks, there has been one death every five minutes which has been from COVID-19 every five minutes that is reported. And some of the images that are coming out are kind of really sad because you're seeing body bags on the streets because the morgues are full, the hospitals are full, people can't actually get into the hospital, people are dying in the lines to get into the hospital, people are dying in the ambulances. There's And... There's been many unreported deaths because they can't go anywhere. The, um, the problem with it is it's potentially that they've got several different strains going on right there. They've got the original strain, which has which has mutated into different places. So, And also the UK strain that has been creating second waves around the world is also in there. And potentially some other mutated strains that they haven't been able to test are... Um, affecting them and the other thing is half of the hospital staff in in New Delhi aren't actually working because they're well they're not actually working in the hospital protecting people because they're actually being sent in cars to drive with empty um, oxygen tanks to refill them and bring them back because they can't get it in any other way because they've run out and um, they're supposed to be quarantining so it's creating this huge issue where they can't combat it and they've got very few vaccines and they're all coming through the COVAX system which they're not getting any and they don't even have enough to cover their frontline workers and not very many at all are getting it and it's creating a um and they haven't been able to combat it in the same way the US did with mass vaccination because they were able to buy them straight away. But you've got this problem where the fallout of the underfunctioning COVAX system is affecting places like India where they're not actually able to combat it. And another wave of COVID is destroying their healthcare system. It is destroying their population. And we're finding that it's just it's just a really grim time for many 
um, lower income countries around the world, especially especially India, because they're going through probably some of the worst scenes of the pandemic to date. And you've just got people, they can't actually treat people and people are just straight up dying. And it is kind of, it is really sad. And when you have a system that could have worked, but doesn't because it's all been through um, bilateral deals, it's creating problems all around the world. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to another song break um, to, yeah, because, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to, and then we'll be right back finishing this off. So I'm going to play Blondie, um, Heart of Glass, and I'll follow it up with Frank Ocean.
Choice Airs, celebrating local music. Join Carl every second Tuesday as he brings you the latest in local music as well as some Kiwi favourites. Hear from the musicians, discover new music and celebrate New Zealand's unique music scene. That's Choice Airs on Youthstone every second Tuesday at 4.30pm on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM.
Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Arakatahi with Leo. So if you've just joined us, um, I've, I've been talking about the corruptness of the COVID-19 worldwide uh, vaccine inequality. And yeah, so now I'm going to talk about what some countries are doing to counteract it. Um, not very much, but um, they're putting in money towards it, but then it's not really perfect, like I said before. But one thing that I found and that I knew about, but I didn't really think much into it, and I didn't realize the reasoning behind it until now, was um, New Zealand has bought enough vaccines to administer to our Pacific neighbors in the Cook Islands, uh, Tonga, Samoa, Nukulau, Tokelau uh, and Nui, um, because they're, they, they're not able to, and I think there's a few others in there too, but um, because they're not able to afford it. And when Jacinda announced it, when, they, when, she, when the government bought the vaccines um, from Pfizer, um, I, was, I was like, oh, that's nice. But I didn't realize at the time why that was a big deal. And when I was reading more about COVAX, and then I, I read, I found some more research about some of the decisions behind that. And most of it was because they felt uh, the Pacific would be left out in COVAX, where they were seeing it in places like India and most of Africa and Brazil, where it just wasn't working and where they were administering them, the vaccines wasn't working. And... Um, unlike many other countries, uh, they're actually, yeah, so unlike many other countries that are just buying lots of vaccines for the sake of it because they invested in other rich countries because they invested early on in the research stage and so they get lots of them because they supported lots of different countries, New Zealand has bought enough in order to um, administer in the Pacific because that we we it would be really detrimental for um, the Pacific once the world opens up again. They haven't had any cases because they shut their borders pretty quickly, and because of they're isolated by the Pacific Ocean, but they also won't have immunity to it in the same way someone, but some people in New Zealand would have because they've had it before. Um, where the Pacific hasn't had very many cases at all. That's why it's been a real big deal in Fiji at the moment because they've had to go into a nationwide lockdown because they haven't... It's not been around at all for them. And so it's created a lot of chaos in Fiji. And um, But there's been enough for the Pacific. So kind of the Pacific has kind of been brought into the vaccine world because COVAX isn't up to par. And COVAX is probably a country that is designed... Um, the Pacific are lots of different countries that COVAX is, would be designed to support. But because we can see how COVAX isn't working, because COVAX is essentially become who gets what when, which is super far from its collaborative distribution Roots that it did have, and seeing that the Pacific is getting this more, is getting the support that many other 
um, poorer nations are not is actually quite important and it I think it strengthens the Pacific in a really awesome sort of way um, but realistically other than that I haven't really been able to find other countries buying vaccines for other countries yeah places like the as I mentioned before the UK and the US have uh, promised they'll just give leftover vaccines to um, COVAX but I listed those reasons why that's kind of really flawed because they haven't set time frames before um, and vaccines can expire so um, you don't really want loose-ended promises that politicians give as as what you get it's kind of sad to be honest and um yeah also because we're living also even though i also want to mention even though i have been talking about how the vaccine is such an inequality um across the world i don't think don't take away from this that um, it's not fair that we get it. So, um, actually, when 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 you become eligible in the in the coming months, or if you already are eligible, if you're a healthcare worker or you're elderly, whatever, um, take it because it's important to support our immunocompromised um, people in our community and to unite against the virus because. Yes, it isn't fair how we got it and other countries did not. It doesn't take away from the fact that we have it and we should actually... um, We should not take it for granted and... But still acknowledge that it's still an inequality that we do have it. And so, yeah... What I was the gist of what I was trying to say, um, but all in all, I really just think that um, because it is such an inequality, and we're living in a in a presidented time where um, we actually are privileged in a way that we do have a vaccine, and because it took decades to get the flu vaccine after the night the the flu the influenza epidemic pandemic after the second world uh, after the first world war but the fact that we've been able to get a vaccine within a year is kind of impressive and usually it takes years and years and years to get um a vaccine through trials and to be approved but that was because all other vaccine trials were put on hold um, almost indefinitely until this one is sorted out because it's a worldwide pandemic. It's been created a um, priority to counteract um, the effects of COVID-19 and create a vaccine. So, and there are other viruses um, and out there um, like HIV that they've never been able to find a um vaccine for because it's just and 
it's created whole lots of issues. And yes, they've been able to find ways to stop it before it happens, but and make it undetectable. But they haven't been able to find a cure, and that goes with many a virus that they haven't. It's not always. It's we're not always this lucky in being able to find a vaccine that mostly protects us from it and I feel like yeah we should cherish that in a way because it's it was almost a year ago we weren't even sure if this was going to if the vaccines were going to work or not and um and which is what led to the inequality because they really wanted it to work all this money was getting put in and and because poorer countries didn't want to invest until later into the approval process when we did know it was going to work. So, um, and even, and, but then the problem is when we did know it was going to work, it was kind of too late because they're all kind of bought out and they're at the bottom of the line and now re- having to rely on COVAX, which is a real big, it's a real shame to be honest that the world's kind of come to a, um, standstill and it almost becomes it almost has become an arms race for a vaccine it was an arms race for a vaccine to be found between all the different companies and it has now become and that the arms race had to be relied on by all these investments but all those investments is what's detrimenting the distribution now and it has created a problem that is very extremely hard to fix and it is an utter shame to be honest that the arms race to get one has become the arms race to get a hold of of the of the product which is um created a um worldwide standstill essentially to get the world moving again in a effective way and yeah so that's all I have time for for today and I hope I hope this was informative and created a will create discussion out there because it isn't really being talked about yes we're all really sick of talking about COVID but this is looking forward to the future and um it is an important one to have because it's a worldwide corruption essentially and we should be talking about it because it's actually a really big deal and it is affecting um life on earth going forward essentially in coordination with with COVID-19 and um yeah so yeah and when your time comes book on a book your appointment to go get your vaccine because it's important um so, right, if if anything affected you in the show, and we always include this in any show, so you know where to go, contact 1737 for support from a trained counsellor, um, and download the Youth Zone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store to listen to um, podcasts to catch up on or exclusive content. Um, visit our Instagram page at operation at operation dot rakatahi and just give us a follow 
If you want to come on the show as a guest or you have any issues you want spoken about on the air, flick me an email at operation.rangatahi at gmail.com. Yes, it's still rangatahi. So it's rangatahi, like the old na- name that we had for the show. The email's still the same. Haven't changed it yet. And the Instagram has changed to rakatahi. So, yeah. So thank you all for listening. And... I'll see you in two weeks' time. I'll hopefully have a guest um, in. Yeah, so kakite anō. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.